Raider Nation. This is the Raider Nation Podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. And yes, this is a podcast on a week that we do not have a game. So there's notes and quotes, there's some injuries, and there's some events going on with the Raiders that I thought I should share with you, along with a little article I found about the Chargers that's kind of interesting, and some cap situations that we'll be looking forward to, (laughs) I don't think so, next season. So we'll talk a little bit about Warren Sapp, uh, Ted Washington, Derek Burgess, Randy Moss, Adam True, what else we'll talk about here, Danny Clark. We'll just talk a little bit about what the team's been going through and some changes since the team had a little chance to talk to reporters on their bye week. The happiest NFL player in a 1-3 and three team has to be Warren Sapp. The defense have gone from... A soggy crackers to at least some type of solid bread and the QB killer which would be Warren Sapp is back in the saddle again if you haven't noticed Raider fans our defense which last year was 30th in the league yards allowed and 31st in points allowed is much improved and we've seen this in the last games um, really actually from the very first game of the season and the, the game against the Dallas Cowboys was no exception. The defense came up huge, and that's an obvious comment. So Warren Sapp is back. He's back in the three, in the 4-3, and he's glad we're there. Well, no doubt, because I talked about this in a podcast, a couple of them, earlier in the season. I'm glad Rod Ryan has changed the scheme because the Oakland Raiders needed to be a 4-3 defense. A year ago, it was torture for Warren. Uh, something happened in Houston that kind of flipped him out, and that's on the 5-11 and 11 season uh, we had last year. He went in to get David Carr, the quarterback there, and uh, <laughs> David Carr told him that he should be playing as a tackle and not a defensive end. And you know what? Warren Sapp was kind of laughing about that, but he knew it was right. He'd rather hear the guy say that he was ugly, is what quote that he said, because it was very apparent that he didn't do a very good job on that end. So Warren Sapps goes on to say that it was the hardest year of his life, and there was no no doubt about it. He said it was very humbling. He was a fish out of water. Those are quotes. It's, things are different now. He's alongside nose tackle Ted Washington. He's producing and answering critics who said he was out and he was down and he was done for his life and done for the season. I can see Warren Sapp here is playing a much better game. He's getting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. And he himself says, now it's a pleasure to work, come to work every day, because he works on his stuff, the stuff he knows. He sharpens his knife, as he says. And Warren Sapp says, he's going to get somebody cut. And I don't mean cut off the team. He's ready to go in there and cut some quarterbacks up. Life for Sapp changed when the Raiders decided to go to a, from a 3-4, which didn't work very well at all, uh, to a 4-3. The Raiders noticed <clears throat> and hired Keith Millard, the former Minnesota sack specialist, to help. And Philadelphia signed Philadelphia Rush and Derek Burgess, which was a great pickup for the Oakland Raiders. He took Sapp's spot on the outside, and Derek Burgess has been very productive and the defense actually has gelled very well. Ted Washington, Bobby Hamilton, nobody was familiar with the 3-4. And the four linebackers we had, God bless them, they weren't 
they didn't have the strength of the team so it wasn't happening that's the basic principle of football you play to your strengths and we didn't do that didn't do it last year that's what he's talking about the thing with lining up in the base our base 4-3 defense is you know what you're in for and how to play it no knock in the 3-4 because it works that way for some people but it's just not Warren Sapp's strength that's what he's talking about Warren Sapp says the defense is playing much better and hasn't reached top speed yet and I can see that can't you see that I can see it Raider fans I can see that the defense is starting to gel like I said gelling like a felon they're getting good results every week and the W is what you're looking for but we are better against the run and mounting a pass rush much better and the line just charging in and getting pressure. The secondary is doing a much better job of covering people, and you'll see a much better and much improved defense as the season goes on. And I have to agree with him. I have to agree with Sapp that this defense has gotten better and better. And you can see that even the coverage of the Cowboys excuse me, the Cowboys game was far improved. Now, let's talk about the Raiders coming off a of bye week. Over the last eleven seasons, they have won eight times prior to their bye week. Coming out of a bye week, they have a 6-2 and two record when following their bye week. Now, that's pretty good. It gives us, all these statistics are, are very Raider-based, as all you fans know, but it gives us a chance. We're getting better and better. Their post-bye opponent again this year is San Diego, and again, the game is being played in Oakland. Last year, Oakland played its worst game of the year in San Diego, losing 42-14 to two weeks before the bye. And the bye, they showed enough improvement to push the Chargers to the wire on a 23-17 loss. So we really worked the Chargers over. And let's not forget, the Chargers lost to the Cowboys in their game against the Cowboys, and we beat the Cowboys. So it's all a matter of players and how you play. And they're coming to the black hole. And a lot of people talking about how tough it's going to be the Raiders can beat the Ca- the Chargers. They beat the Cowboys, and they can certainly beat the Chargers at home. Don't let this garbage, you know, all the media is going off on how they beat the Patriots, defending world champions. Now the Chargers are lining up to be a dynasty. You know, I don't know where these guys come from. One team comes up, and they look pretty good one week, and all of a sudden they're a dynasty. Well, that's horse crap. That doesn't happen that way. But, you know, since they're playing the Oakland Raiders, a lot of these media buffs, they love to rub it in because they think we're going to lose. Well, I think we're going to win. I think we have an excellent opportunity to win. We're going to be playing at home, and a home game, we can do better. As long as we don't get four field goals, and I'll get to that in just a minute. Danny Clark, our linebacker, middle linebacker, has taken the job of the conscience of the Raider defense and started the offseason with an inspired speech telling teammates either get get with the program or get the hell out. Now, in some teams, that's risky because people fall away and people shun you in the locker room. But Clark said he didn't care. He knew knew that the team was there to do a better job, and these guys worked a lot offseason together, and he knew he had the character of the team, and he knew he could push them that way, and that's what he's saying. The Raiders have trouble, has had trouble in recent years drafting high, but we got defensive lineman Tommy Kelly as an undrafted free agent last year. We hit the jackpot. Tommy Kelly is awesome. Kelly's tackle of Dallas's 
Julius Jones for a two-yard loss and the closing two minutes of the game made a huge difference in the game. Now, Norv Turner, you know, not my favorite guy, as you well know, Raider fans, always paints a positive picture, and he goes on to say about how Tommy Kelly is a terrific athlete and he's still, we're still working to make him a better athlete, he says about everybody. So I don't put a lot of water into Turner's bucket because he really doesn't come off as an honest guy saying exactly how things are. Now, another thing. Here's another story here. According to TV website, Randy Moss is fighting reentry into the NFL's drug program after his comments on HBO about marijuana use. Well, no doubt. No doubt he's fighting. He should be fighting because, you know, the reporter goaded him into saying that, that because, you know, that's what they do. And as soon as he heard it, he thought, oh, gosh, Pulitzer Surprise, I'm sure. You know, these reporters just kill me. They've never been our friends. I don't understand. There are very few reporters, sports writers, that are Raiders friends. And so, you know, I'm not surprised that we don't get a whole lot of playtime uh, on TV. But we get good Bay Area. Actually, it's been pretty good this season with the Bay Area um, after the game uh, TV program on Monday nights. They've actually done pretty well. That's because the 49ers suck, and they don't have anything else to talk about. So the Raiders are doing better, and they'll continue to do better. And we'll get some good positive press, thank goodness. Thank goodness the Niners aren't doing any good either, because I love that. Okay, here we go. Anyways, about Randy Moss running the drug program, you know, I wouldn't doubt that they try to make him do it. I hope his attorney puts the brakes on that action because they shouldn't, just out of a comment. They should test just like anybody else. And I think that if they try to get him into the program, I think he should sue him, without a doubt. Because without evidence, you know, except for what he said, give me a break. Move on. Let's get going. You know, Tagliaboo, go find someone else to pick on. What a geek. I can't handle him either. Okay, what else we have here? Okay, the by the numbers, 1,648 penalty yards the Raiders are on a pace to rack up this year. That's 1,648 yards. The league record is 1,304 yards set by Kansas City in 1998. Well, I sure as heck hope we don't come anywhere near that number. Um but we, we still have a lot of trouble with penalties, and we're going to have to watch that, no doubt. I hope North Turner gets enough sack to start chewing some guys out about it because that's the only way it's going to get handled. Okay, here's a quote. I wound up visiting his wife more than with him because I could not get a straight answer out of him. That's Adam True describing the phone call with teammate Jake Grove to express his concern over his knee injury, which resulted in arthroscopic surgery. Now, Jake Grove's supposed to come back in a two-game situation. North Turner doesn't think he's going to be back for at least four games. I don't think he's going to come back that soon either. But thank goodness we got Adam True because he's a pretty doggone good center. And with the help on either side, I think we'll be okay. Shane Leckler is right on time with an NFL average of 4.9. But it's only good enough for him to rank sixth in the league in punting through the first four weeks. I think that's going to fade away because he's very consistent and Shane Leckler is money he's a great kicker we, we really scored when we got him folks big time huge time so Lamont Jordan went from a 788 789 yard pace for the season 
to 1,096 with his 126-yard performance against Dallas. Lamont's working better. we got to have him working much better next Sunday. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Derek Burgess has three sacks after four games. He's just one off the team's whole high-water mark a year ago. Tommy Kelly's four sacks all year long last year. So that goes to show you, Raider fans, how anemic our defense was last year and the improvements that we've had so far this year. The pressure on the quarterback has been awesome. I don't need to go too far into that. Kerry Collins, once again. Third down passer rating of 65.7%, 23rd in the league. That is anemic. And the reason he's not getting those third conversions is because he's not taking any chances. Yes, he has had no interceptions. I could care less. I know that a lot of Raider fans are not going to like what I'm going to say right now, but on the Raider take, it's on there, and I agree 100%, and I've said it before. If you're not taking chances, then you're not making touchdowns. You need to take the opportunities you have and throw the ball. Because if you're going to play safe football, you should be paying, playing flag football because you should have no business in the NFL. This is an aggressive team. I'm sure Al Davis isn't happy with Kerry Collins' comment about how happy he is with not throwing interceptions and how he's constantly thinking about the interception factor. Well, I think that's horse crap. Kerry Collins better stop thinking about interceptions and thought, start thinking about receptions and start throwing that ball to some people and take some chances because we're not getting touchdowns, i.e. four kicks this last game against the Cowboys, four field goals. We should have had touchdowns, at least on three of them. Please, Collins, have some sack and take a chance because if you don't, we ain't going to get no points. We've got some of the most prolific wide receivers in the league, and we're not doing anything with them. That's garbage. Uh, I could go on with Collins for a while, but just the mere fact that he's happy at the fact of his non-interception numbers just blows me away. He should be disgusted with his lack of getting the ball to all those open receivers. And I saw him on this interview, and he seemed very pleased with himself, wrapped himself around this no interception situation and it made me sick to my stomach because I'm not the only Raider fan out there that sees how many receivers are open and he doesn't throw the ball there he throws the ball out of bounds hey it's safe it's very safe hey four field goals carry that's all I gotta say four field goals Throw another eyeball with you because that's all you're going to have to. It's what you're going to have to do in order to see the receivers. Because you're not checking down the second and third man. You're looking to the first guy, and the second guy looks like an interception. The third guy looks like an interception. I don't care if he has nobody on him. That's what you're thinking. I don't want to throw an interception. Forget it, Collins. Just forget it. You better just start throwing the ball. That's all I want to see. I want to see you throwing the football. And I don't want to see it being thrown out of bounds. I don't think I've ever seen a ball thrown out of bounds so many times in a Raider football game. Enough about Collins. I could go on forever. And I don't even, don't even talk to me about North Turner because the shame here is that they've got a team. They have a team. They have some of the most prolific wide receivers in the league. But, hey, there's no interceptions. 
End of story. Chargers are prime for long success. They beat the Patriots soundly. Well, big deal. They got racked by the Cowboys. Nice talking to you. And we blew the Cowboys out on both sides of the ball, with the exception of the four field goals. With the AFC dominated for years by the Raiders, Chiefs, and Broncos, the AFC West now is is poised to have the Bolts be the champions for some years to come. And here's what this article is talking about. I read this article. And I, they've got a point. However, until I see it, <laughs> I'm not going to believe it. But here's where I saw it earlier this season. I did make a note of it on a podcast I said I, I mentioned earlier. They're $25.5 million under the cap this season. $25.5 million under. And they've got all their players. That's pretty strong when they can go out and get some more people. Next season, the Chargers might be the team to beat. This season, they have an opportunity to get whooped by the Raiders on Sunday. But when you're when you're thinking about cap room, they have a lot of room to grow their team next season. And, you know, that's what they're saying. They, whoever they are, the, all the uh, the press, all our all our loving press that we have in the nation here. And they also go on to say about the Raiders having the worst position with $120.8 million against next year's cap. Well, that's about $30 million over the cap, give or take a million. The cap sits around $90 million. So, you know, we're going to have to shed some shed some blood next season and drop some people that aren't aren't producing. That's going to be a shame because we have a pretty doggone good team this year, and I'd hate to see anybody leave the team. But it's going to be hard to keep everybody. But once again, I will say this. The Raiders have been magic with the cap, and they will continue to be magic with the cap. Al Davis is no dummy, and he doesn't have dummies working for him when it comes to this area. And uh, him and Jerry Jones have always done ma fabulous things, fabulous things with the cap. So that's what it looks like next year for the Raiders. looks like we're going to have to do some real crunching, number crunching, that is, for uh, to keep this team together. This leads me to we don't have time to waste this season. Norv, we don't have time to waste this season. So the gentlemen on the team understand it. They know it. They see it too. Uh, I think that's what's holding this team together is the team, not the coach and certainly not the coaching staff there with the exception of Rob Ryan who's doing a fabulous job on the defense. But on the offensive side of the ball, I would have to say the team itself is perpetuating its own success and it will continue to do so. And I believe that after the bye, when everyone's rested, we have San Diego coming into town. We can beat this team. Hey, if Dallas can beat this team, we can beat this team. We can beat them because we can put pressure on them like nobody's business. The Broncos beat this team. You know how they beat this team? They had Drew Brees with grass hanging out of his face mask all day, and he was absolutely punked. He had nowhere to go, and... LT had a decent day, but that was the end of it. Drew Brees, he was running for his life all day long. The Raiders can do that to him. 
That front four we have can annihilate Drew Brees, and I'm hoping to see that. I'll get to another pregame show here in probably another couple days, two or three days, probably after after Sunday. So look forward to that, Raider fans. I'll be giving you the pregame pump up, and we'll get some stats together for you. But I just want to throw that out there that the Chargers got beat by the Cowboys and the Broncos. The Raiders can beat these guys at home. Our team is ready. It's primed. It's gelling. Let's go get them. Everybody have a good evening. I am out.